And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour believing in sports, history, just pure randomness. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your hosts, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. And the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. And Mike Chips. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog And the boys are back to Welcome to the Dog Pound, featuring myself, your host, the dog, Robbie Nelson, my man, man, my kids. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going? And today is our cyclone preview with two of my favorite cyclones. First up, Mr. Nick Beetle. Say what's up, Nick. What's up, guys? How we doing? And, of course, Riley Monahan. Say what's up, Riles. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. So, we uh, decided to get together in person. Um, we kind of had some technical difficulties, so hopefully this sounds okay, because I think this will be a good discussion. Yeah, we're all sharing one mic, trying to lean in. Yeah, I'll we're, probably kiss a uh, kid on the face one of yeah, these times. We're pretty much up in, each other's, up, up in each other's shit right now. Or I'm going to headbutt him, one of the two, because I'm probably going to yell at him. So, uh, anyway, like I said, uh, we wanted to get together and talk about the upcoming Iowa State season, which starts this Saturday. We're recording on a Monday, so we wanted to get into what we thought our game-by-game uh, -game predictions, uh, players, as well as expectations, and uh, per usual, Kit and I are fighting over something stupid. So, Because you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. All right, so... First up, I'll let our guests go. I wanted to talk about who are our favorite players going into this season. So, Bede, Riles, who wants to go first? <laughs> Riley's got a sound off. Yeah, so I'm going to go with on the offensive side. Uh, Brock Purdy is my favorite player. Um, just because we haven't had a quarterback like Brock in a few years, and uh, I think he's going to be special here at Iowa State. I like it. Beetle? I'm going to go with uh, Brees Hall. New running back, freshman. Um, Hasn't he played it down yet? We're already... in number 28. I think he's going to bring a combination of um, speed, and power that we need to try and replace David Montgomery. Calling call the old uh, ghost of uh, Troy Davis back, huh? Yeah, Troy, when you got your uh, public in talks, you pretty much lost your respect for me. Not that I've ever done that <laughs> on campus at Iowa State, but... Don't throw uh, stones at glass houses. Yeah, I, I've never been honored at halftime either, so... Uh, <laughs> I, th I think Brees is going to be the guy that we need uh, third and short, some of those uh, situations will change the game that way. Won't you be the season ticket holder of the year this year? <laughs> I doubt it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my probably favorite player, hopefully this year, will be Chase Allen. Ultimate oh. specimen, and hopefully we can get him involved in the tight end game this year. All right. I'm also going tight end, Kit. I'm a Charlie Kohler guy. I think... He is going to bring a specific type of playmaking ability to not only the tight end position, but the offense. And we need a big target that can uh, pressure the defense like Hakeem Butler did for us last year. So, Honestly, I think Chase Allen is going to be like the new Hakeem Butler. They're going to split him out and make him yeah, more of a Yeah, but is faster? I think Chase Allen might be faster. I don't oh, know. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Any defenders you guys want to talk about before we're going to break out people or just go to break out people? Greg Eisworth uh, had a tremendous season last year. 
Um, obviously, Mike Rose is uh, someone that I'm a big fan of too. So between those two guys, big Mike. I just took Riley's. But uh, <laughs> uh, looking forward for big years out of both of those guys. Look, watch out for Ray Lima, the plug in the middle, stopping everything in the run game. There you go. That's me. All those guys are great choices, but uh, S. Beetle just took my Mike Rose. He is, uh, I think he's going to be an All-American by the time he's Ooh. done Iowa State. He was a freshman All-American last year, and uh, I think he brings, um, you know, toughness to the linebacker position that we've had in the past, and uh, I'm really excited to see him this year. And mine is Marcel Spears. You know, he's like all reliable. He's always there. He makes plays when you need him to make plays. And I think he's going to have a great senior season. Very underrated kid coming out of high school. Yeah. I mean, he was small, but I mean, he's he's played well the last couple of years. Some big plays like uh, against, what, TCU on the, the upset? He had the Two pick. or three picks. Yeah. Right? So yeah. All, the, all the Texas Tech games. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's always stepped up to the plate. So um, let's go with our breakout guys. Beetle, why don't you go first this time? Will McDonald on the defensive side. <laughs> Sorry, Riley. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him. The guys that have been to camp are just raving about his combination of size and speed, athletic ability. Gives us the option to go four down, three down, uh, move him around, kind of like the uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware type player Vaughn Miller not that we're crowning that's, him that's as a big, that, big phrase there that's what they talk about so that's the guy <laughs> I'm looking for for to have a big year all right Riley yeah so I obviously agree with Beetle but I also think Zach Peterson's gonna be a guy at the end position saw a picture of him the other day and drinking the Kool-Aid but uh dude is a dude and dude is uh, a dude. I think they're gonna be rotating those ends in and out with the way we play our D, and I think he's going to really fill a nice gap, and uh, I, I feel solid about him. Sweet. Kit? Uh, ultimately, I'm sticking with the boys up front. I'm going with the O-line. Trevor Downing. He's going to make road holes for the running backs. It's not even going to matter which running back's back there, but he's going to be that physical guard that they're looking for. He's not even listed to start. No, he's going to start. He's in. I've heard him talk. That he's I'm looking the, at the depth chart right now. He's looking. He's. They said there's six guys they look in the start, and he's looking to take up. A you can't start spot. six linemen. Exactly. They're <laughs> saying they're down to six linemen though. <laughs> and another one that they're out there. Don't be. Don't be surprised if Jalen Martin has 15 catches this year. 15. That's more than our tight ends had like two years ago. Exactly. Mark it on the books. <laughs> Why are you saying that, Kit? I just think. He's got some size, and he's got some speed, and he's put some years in this program. He's not going to be the, the guy that comes in right away. He knows the offense. All right. I'm excited about our new wide receivers, LaMichael Pedway, because he looks like a freak of nature, as well as Darren Wilson. Heard good things. Um, I'm excited about both those guys. So we'll see what they bring to the table at the Z position since – Tariq Milton and Deshante Jones got the other two spots locked down. So, But, like I said, I think Kohler, like I was talking about before, is going to have a big role. I think Chase Allen will as well, but I think Kohler is more the, the receiving tight end, even though Chase will catch passes too. He's proven. I mean, yeah. he caught some big catches last year. Yeah. And, uh, he's got his feet wet, and I think him and Brock Purdy have a pretty good connection going. Absolutely. I, I think that's all because Chase was hurt last year. Chase is probably the better tight end in general, but he was dealing with injuries. But we'll see. I mean, they're, they're both like freaks of nature. They're both enormous. Yep. Like enormous humans. So. And you know who is going to have a big year? Dylan Sonner. Blocking. Also a big human. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget uh, Charlie Kohler's brother. Oh, John. You may see the field. Um, we know that Campbell has been known to play seniors, fifth-year seniors, and uh, I think we, I think we'll see him. I don't know when, but I bet he gets some snaps. Beal shaking his head. Is this the first year that we start a quarterback the whole season? No. It's gonna be the. He, he plays show. multiple quarterbacks. The Real show. Has. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Real may not start a game, but he will get a package of like a speed speed option plays or a lot of read plays. All right. 
Throw it deep. <laughs> Is his mom going to show up, the former gladiator? <laughs> she'll, be run, she'll be running the gauntlet at half. <laughs> playing or playing assault. She's, no, she's going to challenge Kit to joust. Yep. Halftime show. <laughs> From the stands. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Comes right in the end zone. Uh, all right, well, let's, let's get into the game-by-game game predictions. Um, Iowa State has a pretty tough tough schedule. They got a couple ranked teams on there, um, as well as some teams that you know have some good players, good coaches. So first up is Beatles' favorite team, the UNI Panthers. The Purple Hawks, if you will. Mark Farley, his favorite coach. <laughs> so let's Beetle, start come back. back. You don't have to walk out on this. <laughs> he looks so mad. But give us your prediction. Is it going to be like 21 to 20 uh, that one year when we completed the fourth down pass? Steel Jance was the hero. No, I think <laughs> it'll be 28-14. I don't think we've ever oh. seen Campbell just really pour it on. To somebody, okay. um, except for Patrick know, Mahomes, <laughs> right? Realistically, they're going to try and slow it down as much as they can. I mean, they're going to try and ground and pound, shorten the game as much as they can. A lot like Kansas State, right? So we're looking at a, a preview for Kansas State or Iowa, and I just can't stand you and I. They come and they're so arrogant. Ah. Oh. Not so fast, Beetle. <laughs> we're not going to slow things down. I think our defense is going to stop them in their tracks, and we're going to put up at least 30 points. Uh, I'm going to go 31-7, to 7, and uh, I just don't think it's going to be a game this year. Uh, I'm pretty close with Riles on that. I think it's you know 31, but I'm going to give a few more points, like 13 or something. They, I think UNI is good enough in FCS to get some points on the board, but I still think Iowa State's right on that verge of covering. I think Vegas and the books have it right, right around that 18-point win. I wouldn't bet this game either. Yeah, it's always it's always tough to tell with UNI. Um, they always play us tough. You know, they consider us a rival, even though I don't I don't think it's a two-way street. However, uh, I think I think we win by three touchdowns, honestly. I think we come out strong. They have a young quarterback that's making his first start. Um, they have a couple running backs, but none of them are like the guy. Um, they have some good receivers. Always a tough out on defense, but I guess by three scores. All of us got Cyclones going 1-0. 1-0. Oh. With the bye week next. Okay. Following week, bye week, like I said, uh, then the Cyclones take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, Campbell's 0-3 against Kirk Ferentz. Hasn't really uh, had some games where they're very close, been real offensive game, then one year was real defensive battle, um, and one year was a complete blowout. Um, what do you got that going like this year for Beetle? I think it's a win. I just I want it to be a win, so that's what I'm going to say. Defensively, I think we're in position to stop the run. Um, we're not trying to line up Joel Lanning on one of those all-star tight ends. Um, a little more speed in that linebacking core to try and offset some of those schemes that they like to run. So for me, it's all about executing on third down, keeping the chains moving, and scoring. Uh, you know, we can't win the game. You know, you can't score 21 points and beat Iowa. Um, I think. You know, if we're going to win, it's got to be a 35, 28, something like that. Riley? Yeah, um, well, Iowa's always a, a tough game, and I think uh, Nate Stanley is a good quarterback. He had a little bit of a rough patch last year, but I think he's pretty good. And the offensive line is traditionally always good. Got two really good high-level tackles, um, and obviously we know the departure at tight ends, but they usually just rebuild with those positions. So... I think it's going to be it probably. I know Beetle said you don't. You know, 21 points. I like Iowa State puts up 21. They put up 17. Uh, um, I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes in this one. Oh. Um, I'm just disappointed. Should I, give I you need shit? to be slapped. Like you yes. give me shit last year. My problem though is 
we're we're creating a culture at Iowa State that's ball control, you know, definitely keeping the other offense off the field, you know, trying to slow down the game. And I think Kirk has a little too much knowledge and he's too good at that game that he can play it right with us. Um, I'm sad to say, but I just have a feeling that we're going to lose to the Hawkeyes this year. I really wish it was the other way, but... That's God, a bold prediction. Yeah, Mike. damn it. We want to get a win, but I have a feeling we're going to get out outsmarted by, damn it, Kirk. New Hawk fan, my kid. Closet <laughs> Hawk. Closet Hawk, the whole way. I'm going the opposite of Mr. Kit, and I am picking us to win. Um... Last year I picked the Hawks to win, and it pained me to do so, but unfortunately I was proven right. This year I think this is one of those games that Matt Campbell's got circled because the only two teams that we play regularly that he hasn't beat is this in Texas. And I think he has a circle because he knows this is an important game, especially trying to be you know the premier Midwest program. And beating the Hawks is, one part, is a part of that, and it's at home. First time we'll both be ranked going in. Um, I think it's a huge game, and I think it's, it's a tough contest just because uh, the points you guys made, um, like Riley talking about their really good tackles. Um, they have a great defensive line. They're always well coached. Um, Nate Stanley, even though he kind of looks like a pud, is a returning starter. He started three years. He's probably going to be their all-time leading passer after he leaves. So we win, but it's tight. Uh, touchdown or less, probably a field goal. W. Do we cover? What's the line? Four points. <sighs> yeah, I said we cover. Okay. You need to go out and get the app, Rob. Oh, get sorry. on the William Hill, William Hill Sports app and start betting. Okay. I bet I bet them to cover. You have to bet that the Hawks win. Okay. Can I bet the money line though? Get yeah, better odds. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But you gotta bet the Hawks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Game number three against the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, formerly the Indians, like Riley and I were talking about earlier. Um, they are a Sun Belt program. Um, it's our other non-conference game. Uh, what do you think on this one, B? I didn't do much homework. As long as Bobby Boucher doesn't show up, <laughs> I think we'll Mud take dogs. care of business. <laughs> uh, I got the Cyclones by at least 35 in this one. We lose, the Whoa. Ho- we lose wow. to the Hawks. Campbell has them expired the following week to throw up numbers. Whoa. I fun. think it's going to be a little closer than what you guys are laying on to. Um, these guys aren't a pushover. You know, I, I think they're... I think we'll at least win by 14 points, but I think it's going to be a tighter game than what we think, especially if we do beat Iowa. I think this could be a wake-up game. Yeah. It's not not a bad thought. I uh, did a little research on the Warhawks. Um, They have a pretty good quarterback, Caleb Evans. He uh, will be their all-time leading passer before he leaves, unless he gets hurt. Um, He's also their leading rusher from last year, too. Also true. So you got to contain him. They're a middle-of-the-pack Sunbelt team. I'd be more worried if we're playing, like, uh, Appalachian State or Arkansas State because those, those programs are more are more consistent. Louisiana Monroe has always been kind of one of those four and eight, five and seven type programs. So I think we should cruise, but like Riley said, it's going to be closer than people think. So... First away game in game four against the Baylor Bears at Baylor in Waco. Beetle, thoughts? Uh, we're going to get beat in Waco. Whoa. Charlie Brewer's coming back. Uh, Matt Rule's got those guys going in the right direction. Um, that's going to be a correction for us. Going into the month of October where typically Iowa State's been pretty strong the last two seasons. So, um, But we are going to go down to Waco and get beat. 100% agree with Beetle. It's a loss on the schedule. Baylor's too much talent coming out of Texas, even though Matt Rule's an idiot. I'm taking Iowa State in this game. <clears throat> Nothing usually good happens down in Waco, as we all know, but um, I feel like Iowa State's defense is going to be um, in a great position. 
um, even with Charlie Brewer. But uh, I think I think our defense is going to hold on the on since it's an away game. I think we're going to hold up on the road, and uh, I think we win by seven points. Tight one. Also, the kid's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Baylor is Speak not. Speak the truth, Rob. Baylor is not that good. Baylor's got some talent down they there. They lost their best playmaker in Jalen Hurd, who got drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. He carried them in a lot of their wins last year, being dual threat, running the ball, catching the ball. He's a former running back at Tennessee. Beal's looking at me like I'm stupid. Charlie Brewer is a good quarterback, but Matt Rule, I just I don't trust him. And this has somewhat become a rivalry between us and Baylor. Last two games have been very chippy, especially last season at home. But I think this one's tight within a touchdown or less, but we pull out the victory on the road. Take that, kid. You're what? The Baylor Bears. Hey, I'm just saying they got some talent down in Waco. Granted, I don't think Matt Rule's a very good, smart man. So you got them starting 4-0. You got Iowa State starting 4-0. 4-0. So what are we ranked? Number oh, two. We're what? what? What's the AP ranking right now? 20... 21. 21. Okay. Well... The only ranked team that we would have beaten by that point is Iowa, which they're, what, right behind us in the AP? So I bet we're 15th, if I had to guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> What's the next game, Rob? The next game is our first home Big 12 game, which is uh, TCU. Um, the boys from Fort Worth, the Horned Frogs. Beetle, what do you think? Last year we got the short end of the stick by getting TCU earlier in the year. Yep. I agree. I was they, there. Was they regressed. Cool. Yeah. Right. This year we're going to get the benefit of it by getting them earlier in the year. They're still sorting out that quarterback deal. Max Duggan from Lewis Central is going to play a factor. The kid that transferred from Kansas State. Uh, uh, Delton. Delton, Delton maybe. So I think offensively, you know, defensively a Gary Patterson team is going to be really good. I don't think they've I don't think they'll be able to get all their offensive ducks in a row to score enough points to beat us in Ames. We're going to lock out. By the end of the year, I think TCU will be pretty formidable before the before the end of the Big 12 season. I 100% with Greedle. Yeah, Beetle. Greedle. <laughs> Beetle. Beetle Greedle. Uh <laughs> We win in Ames uh, with TCU. Close game. Cyclones win with a touchdown in the last minute to pull it out. Uh, Gary Patterson, great defense, still figuring out quarterback. We win, though. I'm on the same boat as you guys. I think we win this game at home. Uh, Love home games, and I I feel pretty good. I also think if Max Duggan wins the job, um, going against a... A pretty uh, veteran Iowa State D, Elias up front. I think he's going to be running for his life. So I feel like um, Iowa State wins this game by seven points. Yeah, I got a W here. Um, they should have beat TCU last year. What? You guys got him in the national title game or what? <laughs> Just because he started 5-0. and You know, South Florida started 6-0 last year. You know what they mm-hmm. did the rest of the season? Six Lost the next six. six. Oh, so. that's fine. <laughs> And we haven't played Oklahoma and Texas yet, so okay. we'll get to that kid. Okay, I just so, want to make sure. We should have beat him last year, like Beetle alluded to. Um, I think if Purdy would have started that game, we would have won. Because Zeb Nolan had zero ability to move the offense. We needed somebody that could run, and Zeb just wasn't that guy, unfortunately. TCU is going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, defense should be good. I think they, TCU is going to be a little better than they were last year. But... Uh, I think we get it at home because we get them early, just like Beetle said. So, what are you giggling about over there? Nothing. We're good. <laughs> Too bad we're not in different rooms. So, <laughs> see uh, what what's the next game, Rob? It's at West Virginia, um, the Mountaineers. <laughs> we played that a lot last year. How drunk were we? Take me home. That was awesome. Yeah. Country. Was that the game us four months ago? Oh yeah. That yeah. Was we had a that great was a day. <laughs> oh. Was that was that telling us a symbol there, Beetle? It's not going to be a good day this year. No. Oh. We're going to have a hard time in West Virginia. Okay. 
Any well, any analysis with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. That's just tough to be. Greer ain't walking time. through that door anytime soon. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> it's just a gut feel. I mean, okay. Morgan Down is a weird place. It is. That's couch burning. All that shit. The, when the game, we're going into Murderer's Row, right? We're at West Virginia, at Tech. Come home on homecoming to play Okie State. Then we go. To Oklahoma and then Texas comes to town. Yep, that is a gauntlet, and I don't think it's going to start off very well. No, at West Virginia. Okay, I'm going the opposite of Beetle right here. Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. You're even hold the pen like Lee Corsa does. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going with a win in Morgantown. West Virginia is probably the biggest depleted Big 12 team in the last 10 years. Preach, kid. It. Uh, I have a bet on them. To go under five wins this year, oh. I better win my bet. Um, they play a lot of. They play NC State. They play. They got a tough schedule. They got a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. They might be beaten up by the time we walk into Morgantown. Um, I got Cyclones playing defense, um, only giving up three points in a twenty-one to three win. We're only scoring twenty-one points. Hey, more, more. Uh, well, West Virginia's defense has a few players on it. Yeah. Okay. Even though their suspension. They lost a lot of key players on defense, and I don't agree with you, Mike. I do agree that we're going to win the game. Um, I feel a lot better about this game not having Will Greer back there. Guy scared me, even though we took care of this last year. But I don't think Morgantown's as scary as what we're painting it out to be, especially with the new coach from Troy. Um, I feel really good about this game. Cyclones roll by 14. Nice. I agree. Another, another W. Neil Brown is their new coach from Troy, uh, like Riley alluded to. Um, they lose quite a bit uh, in players as well as anytime you have a new coaching staff, I feel like it's a tough transition, especially when you're going from Dana Holgerson, who is more, I don't know. I, I just feel like Neil Brown's a different coach. He wants to establish his own culture. It's going to take and a while. It's gonna. It's just going to take a while, and I, I think he's a good coach. And I, I'm actually kind of scared that he's in our conference, but... We get the W on the road. And next, game number seven at Taco Tech, Texas Tech. Beetle, what do you think? It's a loss for me. <laughs> I agree with Mr. Beetle over here. <laughs> loss in Lubbock. I think. Probably have us beat Oklahoma. I think. Yes, <laughs> I say. I think. It's going to be a tough time for these players to get up down in Lubbock. Okay. The tumbleweeds are going to be rolling through town. Nobody's going to be showing up. <laughs> Dead atmosphere. Uh, Texas Tech comes out to play under a new coach, and they start feeling things out. Uh, One-point win by Tech down in Lubbock. I think Tech's in the dump. They uh, lost the last five games. New coach. Um, I really think they're going to become a little bit of a bottom feeder here in the next couple of years, and I just think uh, not having Kingsbury there anymore. I just don't. I just don't get the hype. So I think Cyclones win um, by 14 points. 100 percent, Riley. Defense on. wins on the road. That's this yep. team. I agree. You got a new coach in uh, Wells from Utah State. You're going from. This air raid system um, that Kingsbury wrote or ran, excuse me, and Wells runs. It, it's a spread system, but it's not quite the same. So you got that adjustment as well as the defense there. You never recruited that well to it, and I feel like our defense can hold them to not that many points. Texas Tech, like I don't feel like it has a great home atmosphere. Oh. The dog realizes that uh, the girlfriend's the girlfriend's home. home. Stacia, you want to talk? No. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I think we did the win, win on the road. And it, kid, if you're keeping track at home, seven and zero. Both of you having seven and zero, right? Mm -hmm. Seven and zero. Where are we rank now? Well, where are you guys? Where are we rank now? Are you guys even? I think we're both at four, four and three. three. Wow. Man. We're either reading the wrong... Uh, four, four and eight is probably what you got us going, huh? Mm-hmm. Missing a bowl <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Um, 
<laughs> Jesus. All right. So homecoming's the next game. Okie State game eight with Beatles' favorite guy, Mike Gundy. Beat, what do you think? Uh, win. So we're gonna lose Texas Tech. All right. It's oh. at it's at home, Rob. It's at home. Oh, it's okay. at home. It's in Jack Trice Stadium. Okay. I follow up with Mr. Beetle here and they'll say the same thing. They're gonna be breaking in a new quarterback. That's true. And it takes a little while to kind of get the grasp of Mike Gundy's system. It's gonna be kind of a redemption game after a two game losing streak. That's true. Coming home, um, kind of regrouping and getting ready for the stretch run. I think we take care of the Cowboys there on at homecoming. All right, 100% with agree with Mr. Beetle here. Okay, but watch out for Oakley State's running back. Mm-hmm. Very good player. Yep. Chuba Thomas. What? Chuba. Chuba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True sophomore. <laughs> I uh, I think they got you could always good offensive players, but I think their defense is the biggest question this year, and I think ours is better. So I. I'm really depending on the defense a lot this year, just based on what I saw last year. It's unlike any other Iowa State defense I've seen the last five to ten years. So I really feel that uh, we pull this one out. Um, I think we pull it out by a touchdown. All right. Riley's got him at 8-0. So does the duck pound. Wow. Homecoming. We're playing an Okie State team that I think is going to be better than they were last year. However... As Beetle alluded to, they're going to have a new quarterback that you're breaking in. Ames is a tough place to play, and I think it is a, a game that's a little revenge on the mind as well. So we take the Okie State game. Boom. Next. Eight, no, eight no by the tribe on the other side of the table. Yep. Well, next is a real tough game, game nine, in Norman, Oklahoma, Bloomer Sooner. Beetle, where do we stand? Oklahoma wins. Okay. I think Jalen Hurts, he's coming into, he's really getting the Heisman train ramped up by this time. Uh-huh. I think they're just too much on both sides of the ball. And we've won two games down there in the history of football. Not in the history of football. Just some, since 1962. <laughs> That's a long time. That's pretty much history of football. <laughs> hey, so. There's 150 years of history of college football. <laughs> you got us there, Ross. But yeah, you're right. You know what, Mr. Beetle? I agree with you. We got the Sooners in Norman winning, taking out the Cyclones. I say Cyclones lose by 10. Hold it close. Oklahoma scores a late touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it double digits. Kid, double if you're digits. Gonna, if you're going to pretend to be a senile announcer, I wish you'd be Lou Holtz and not Lee Corso. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, just spitting everywhere and not making sense. Bradley, what do we got? Yeah, I think you just got to look at the the history in this series. And as Beetle mentioned, it doesn't really play in our favor, um, especially down at Norman. So... I think Hertz is a guy that we don't see very often. We haven't seen a guy like him in the Big 12. And uh, I think he's going to pack a little punch, and we're going to have troubles trying to keep him contained. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, um, but I, I still think OU will win by maybe 10 points. I'll go there. It's going to be kind of a nail-biter, but they win in the end. I think... We lose this game, and I think it's going to be very similar to when we were riding high, being ranked high back in the day, and we just get stomped. Not like 49-3 to stomp, but four touchdowns. I think it's a, a, kind of a humbling experience down in Norman. I hope I'm wrong, but they're just a well-oiled machine at this point under Lincoln Riley. Kit could be their quarterback, and they'd probably go to the college football playoff. So it's a loss. So no longer undefeated. Going into this game, what do you have Oklahoma ranked? What do you have Iowa State ranked? Oklahoma Ooh. will be top six. six. And then we would be, what I say after the... We were probably like 11 or 12. So easily that could be a top 10 matchup if things fell the way you're saying. If we're undefeated, yeah. Okay. 
depending on the whatever happens ever everywhere else. But yeah, and you have to remember the AP has a hard on for the SEC, so I mean they could have nine teams in the top ten. Remember last time it was a top ten match matchup down in Norman. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't good for anybody. Not good. <laughs> All right. Next is game ten. Texas at home. In November, I believe this might be the first time Texas has ever played in Ames in November. Beetle, what do you think? I think we take care of Texas. Horns, they, they uh, Texas is good. They're going to be really good. They are uh, we were, I think the biggest game, the biggest thing that sticks in our crawl from a year ago is going down to Austin and get beat. Get yeah. beat. So that was a big game. This one is one that they've circled. You know, it's that home stretch. I think we beat Texas by two touchdowns. Horns down, huh? Horns up. Hook them. Hook them. I got the Longhorns beating Iowa State. I think uh, Tom Herman and his wife uh, reconcile the relationship. <laughs> um, get ready to uh, come into Ames. And take down the Cyclones. Did you actually write that down? No. That's all That's all ad lib. <laughs> I think it's going to be a battle between OU and Texas at the end of the year. Hopefully that's different. I'd love to see Iowa State in a playoff game. But uh, I think Texas is back, horns up. And the recruiting um, that Tom Herman's done the last two years, I think you guys are going to start seeing... Uh, the returns, and I just don't like this matchup. It's it's not like the game two years ago, or it's twenty four to zero. I think this is going to be Texas uh, by at least two touchdowns uh, in names. I also have as a, as a loss. Um, Tom Herman, I think, has the these guys back. I hate saying it because it was nice when we could actually compete with Texas and beat them. I think this is going to be a close game, however. It's at home. We just, it lost the, we just lost to Oklahoma. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we're gonna they're gonna bounce back and like you guys said, it's a game that's circled. It's a team we have never beat or never beat under Campbell. So yeah, go ahead, Rob. And I just I think it's gonna be, you know, a tough loss, so I got them losing two in a row. I just the two quarterbacks in that game are probably two of the best quarterbacks in Big 12. I know Jalen Hurts is a little unproven, but yeah. we've seen what he can do. So Sam Ellinger sure. and him, and I look at all the other teams in the Big 12, and I just don't see the quarterbacks like these two teams have. Yep, 100%. So right now, Rob, you have him an 8-2. and two. Riley has him an 8-2. and two. Yep. You have Beatle, you have him at 6-4, and four, and I have him at 500. 5-5 five and five. going in the last two games. You're, you're picking them 6-6, six and six, aren't you? We'll see. Are you just I, have doing two, just, I have just two more games here, Rob. God. I'm going to well, kick you out of my house. Why are you frustrated? Because that is acid. <laughs> get, get pissed, Rob. Get pissed. <laughs> do you truly believe that? Yeah. That it would be 5-5? Five and five? You do. I, I don't doubt it. You don't doubt it? Yeah. Would I make a would I make a bet right now that they would be 8-2 and two or 5-5 five and five and pick one of those records? I think pick five and five? I'd pick five and five before eight and two. Okay, that's honest. If if you truly believe that, that's fine. I don't agree, but the truth probably lies somewhere in between. That's <laughs> true. It's, yeah. yeah. Kansas at home, last home game. Iowa State wins. Iowa State beats Kansas. Les Miles, <laughs> what an experiment, right? It's mm. gonna be fun to watch. He's probably going to be eating some uh, of the well-manicured grass there in Ames if it's not completely frozen. I Kansas could surprise some people. I mean, Puka Williams is hey, a, you only got a game really tough back. You know, and I'm, <laughs> I don't know what's, what's going on with his off-the-field stuff, but um, I think Matt Campbell has... has you know, the details and the discipline and all the things that he's instilled in this program get us to the point where the games that we should win, we do win. Um, and this is a game by far that we should win easily. So I think it's Iowa State, two, three touchdowns. I agree with Mr. Beetle here. Win over 
the Jayhawks. Les Miles won't just be eating grass, he'll be licking the dirt off the ground at Jack Trice Stadium. Big points by the Cyclones, little points by the Jayhawks. I think we're going to be upset after that uh, Texas loss and uh, knowing where things are at in the Big 12 with you know potential playoff hopes. I think Iowa State comes out and just murders Kansas and Les Miles gets his uh, first taste uh, being a Kansas State coach and uh, playing Iowa State. So I think we win by three touchdowns. Totally agree. I don't even know what to say. I mean, doesn't Memorial Stadium have field turf? Yeah. So he can't even eat grasses on he'll be He'll be eating pieces of tire. <laughs> the rubber tire. Um, There's only one Memorial Stadium, and that's it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Plaza Husker. <laughs> Do you want to start doing balloons at, uh, at Jack Trice? Yeah. So you can <laughs> one person showing up with one balloon, just you. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch Kansas this year um, with – the Mad Hatter leading them. I have no idea what to expect. Um, they could lose every game. They could go six to six. I have no idea. So, but we'll crush them. So, and last but not least, for game number twelve, our mortal enemy, the Willie Wildcat, K State Wildcats, with no longer Bill Snyder. The vampire is dead. He's not dead. He's not actually dead. No. He's never gonna die. He's a vampire. Who slayed him? <laughs> Mike Rose and the Iowa Mike State Rose. defense. That was, that was electric last year. We're going to go to Manhattan and finish it off. We're going to win uh, one very important piece is Courtney Messingham. He's <laughs> a coordinator for the Kansas State. You don't Wild think he has this game circled on his calendar? <laughs> he was really, really good at beating Iowa State. The problem was, he was Iowa State's <laughs> coordinator. Yeah, he well, was yeah. On, on our staff. So, <laughs> I, I don't think you know they'll be formidable. Um, Kleinman's going to bring his his style, and they're going to continue to do what they've done: ball control, don't make mistakes, hard nose, smash mouth. But it's going to take him longer than than what he's got to get it back together. Um, this Thompson kid is back, right? Skylar Thompson. Thompson yeah. So they're going to be tough, but I think we can go down there and take care of business and finish the season 8-4. and four. You know what? This game, just like the Hawkeye game, very tough-nosed team playing on the road, but Cyclones will pull this one out. Cyclones <laughs> win in Manhattan, but Campbell's on the hot seat, according to Rob, going 7-5 and five on my book. Oh, my God. We're, we'll get into that. Uh, I love new coaches in the Big 12, especially when you're playing a first-year guy. And I like Iowa State's chance in this game. they got a couple good players that Beetle mentioned earlier, but I think it's a, a new era over there, and it's um, a new era of Iowa State being on the other side because it traditionally <coughs> really hasn't been that way. Um, so I take the Cyclones in this game by uh, two touchdowns. I also got a W going to Manhattan to finish what will be our first 10-win season ever in Manhattan against the Wildcats. And we all get to kick Willie Wildcat in the nuts and Courtney Messingham <laughs> at the same time. Courtney's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> I hope he does. I, I think he's a subscriber. <laughs> I, I, he deserves a knuckle sandwich. That's where he gets his intel. <laughs> yeah, not great, obviously. So that gets us at ten and two. Do you have ten and two? Yeah. There we go. Eight and four and kids. Five, five and five. Or out, seven and five. Yeah. You almost went six and six. You wanted to, didn't you? Maybe. Yeah, you wanted to. All right. <laughs> so, Kit, I know you've been dying for this section. What do you want to ask? I want to ask you, if Matt Campbell goes 6-6 six and six this year, how much hot seat do you have him on? Zero hot seat. Zero? Zero. Even, even though Paul Rhodes had a 6-6 six and six that, season. You know that's not the fucking same. Oh, it's not the same, huh? Going 6-6 <laughs> no, no, no. and 6-6. Six and six and six. How many times has Paul Rhodes won eight games? 
Never. Exactly. I'm How many saying, times did he have a winning record? One. This, it was How many back times did Matt Campbell in less time have a winning record? It was back-to-back bowl games for Paul Rhodes, but you thought he went and lost in the Liberty Bowl and that he needed to be in the hot seat. It's not going to happen. I agree it's, it's not going to happen. I just want Rob changed. to say that he... It's, it's not the same and you know it. It's because it's a different scenario of a It coach. is a different scenario. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, but it's all about recruiting. I'm just saying on the field what is happening. That that wasn't my reasoning. You saw in 2012, that was our... This is exactly what I said last year. I'm going to say it, reiterate it again. You saw in 2012, that was a team that should have won more than six games. But it With, they didn't. And they didn't. But you also But knew, they could win more than six games this year, and they didn't. So they're regressing. It's not the same. It is not the same. The momentum was going the other way. The momentum is going up, even if we went six and six, because finish. of the factor of because the only way the only sales, way we're going six and six because of recruiting. All the same things that was happening with. Uh, yeah, but it was the opposite. No, well, we had season tickets going up at that time. Our, our recruiting was getting said. better. It was still better than what you, we had. Okay, you were a better left tackle than JP. The recruiting was. <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah, compared to now, right? <laughs> it was still recruiting under Rhodes because Rhodes was getting better, but it still wasn't great because it was in the 70th ranked he was, class. He was winning. So according to your logic, he won seven. He won seven six his first year, which was with Chiswick's players. Exactly. Okay. The next year he went six and seven. Still some Chiswick players, but some of his players. The next year, where he had his most experienced team, he went six and seven again. And then after that, who was his recruits? His own. Yeah. What did they do? They went down. Fucking garbage ever since then. But you can't, it's got to be a developmental program. You can't. It wasn't a developmental program. But but I'm saying is you can't rely on recruiting thinking, oh, we're getting the top 30 class in the nation. You still have to have players that develop. Yeah, you still, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like, it's not like. I'm just saying you jump, you want somebody fired way too quickly. How was that way too quickly? After he just went to a bowl game? And, and I skipped a year. Hardly, 2010, he went 5-7. and seven. I'm just saying is hardly ever do you fire someone for going to a bowl game. Especially at a program like Iowa State. I wasn't firing him for going to a bowl game. It just was never going to improve. Dan McCartney went to bowl games. Do you think he should have been fired in 2006? But you think Paul Rose should have been fired at that point. Mike. Do you think Dan McCartney should have been fired after? You didn't answer my question. What, you know, what, what do you was mean McCartney? After he went two and ten? Two thousand five was arguably one of his best teams. Oh, they went seven and, and they five. Went six and they six. should have went ten and two. Mm-hmm. You know? So then the oh six we went four and eight. I really don't care. I just I'm just following based off of what the A D wants. You, okay. What about what about Wayne Morgan? Mm, I like Wayne Morgan. <laughs> I, I, just to get, I just wanted to get Rob's face really red like it is right now and get really mad, and that's what's happening. But to go back to expectations, I expect to win at least eight games this year. I feel like it is technically a failure if we lose or if we don't win eight. If we go seven and five without injuries, I consider that a down season. So you go seven and five and you win a ball game and that's a down season? I'm asking the Two questions. years ago, I, we went 8-5 with a way worse team. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just asking. At this point, where we are now with yeah. the players we have, with the defense defense that we have, with the players we we, we finally have a quarterback that we trust. Rob Big 12, Notre Dame the Big 12 now. is as down as it's been in yeah. years. We have two teams in the Big 12 yeah. that I would say are probably better than us. Texas, Oklahoma, yeah. who I have losing. West Virginia has a new coach. Texas Tech has a new coach. Kansas has a new coach. Not that it matters. K-State has a new coach. Yeah. I agree. I, I see 8-4, and 9-3. I don't see 7-5. and five. But, but well, you, you lose to Iowa, you can easily be in That's the, a swing game. That but that's exactly. Iowa State lives in the margins, right? What if those margins aren't there this year? Well, wh- what? Mm-hmm. what? If is, we go 5-7, and seven, you're not going to be disappointed? Five and seven, or six and six. Six and six, with, I'd with be fine with. We're I'd be dis- third for the first time ever. If we go six and six, I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't 
I don't want him fired. No, I I would literally be better like, than we ever have. Yeah. If we go six and six, I'd be like, okay, that sucks, but we're gonna move on and go forward. Well, guess we have to. Yeah. It's I, not like I have we're no just problem. I'm not gonna live and die six and six and stop going to football games because we're six and six. I went through enough three Whoa. and nine seasons. You said if we went ten and two with a triple option offense, you'd stop going to football games. Oh, sorry. I repeat myself. <laughs> I hate triple option football. <laughs> You said that. Yeah. You said that multiple times. I have. I would not go to football games anymore. I would start going over to Iowa City and watching football what? games. <laughs> you are a Hawk fan now. You chose them to win this year. Exactly. The biggest <laughs> thing is going to be how does the team handle expectations. Brock Purdy isn't sneaking up on anybody. Plenty of tape True. out there. Um, our defensive scheme, that the cloud and the three three five and all that stuff. They got a year of tape. Not is not going to be a secret anymore. They got a year of tape. There's a there's a lot of teams trying to copy it now too. You go, I mean, a friend of mine made the point that okay, you beat UNI, you're in the top twenty, you have a bye week in week two, mm-hmm. two or three top twenty teams lose, you might slide up there. You beat uh, number eighteen, nineteen, seventeen, Iowa. So now. You're going into the third week of the season, you're 17th, 15th, yeah. 16th, somewhere in there. You've got a lot of young kids, you know, and now all of a sudden you're the hot commodity. Everybody's talking about I mean, they picked him. Uh, Desmond Howard picked him the way they picked him the So I think it's the biggest thing is how do those guys inside the program keep a level head, play one game at a time. And stick to what has made them successful. No turnovers. Um, solid on third down. Good assignment football, that type of thing. No, you know, very few penalties, not making mistakes. That. But don't you think guys like Ray Lima, uh, Julian Good Jones, guys that have been in the program that are leaders, can keep the young kids be like, this is our culture now. You know what I mean? That, that's I, what Matt Campbell's preaching for three years. Yeah, I mean, like he's been playing different the whole time. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's so much that. I mean, I, I agree with that. But you look at the signal callers, the first two on our depth charts, freshmen. Oh, they're and, young. I get it. You know, but Brock, I mean, don't you feel like Purdy has a different demeanor yeah. compared to guys that we've played in the past? For sure. Like, Sam Richardson got thrown in the wolves. He probably would have been a good quarterback if he didn't have to run for his life. And didn't have Courtney Messingham calling garbage plays. Yeah, I just think we have two young corners. We got a young signal caller at the middle linebacker spot. We got a young yeah. quarterback. Yeah, young, young so, running back probably. If we're so, playing Breeze Hall, but don't don't you feel better that we're our experiences is on the lines? Yeah. Huh. That but, that should make us a team compared to other teams better because like. Kid, you preach this all the time. It always starts with the lines, right? Yeah. Iowa State's in the past has been built from the outside in. Yeah. And now we seem to be more built from the inside out. You return the entire offensive line. You got arguably one of the best defensive lines in the Big 12. Um, I just – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. Every time – And I feel feel like like we have somebody at every level. Has the opportunity to turn the corner. Yeah. And we walk into those games like a Thursday night playing Texas, yeah. you know, and they just haven't been able to get over that hump. But they I got to prove it. I think that game, I don't know if you guys listened to the Cyclone Fanatic podcast, they talked about how that was the game that changed our culture because that's when we changed the defense. That's when we're like, or, you know, Campbell and Jacob Park got into it and they turned to Kyle Kemp, who's, who somehow won at Oklahoma on the road. Like, I just think it's a different culture. Like, if this was Paul Rhodes era, yeah. if we had these expectations, you know, you know what would happen? We would go fucking three and nine. Would we not? Maybe. Maybe I agree. Not. Yeah. All I know is, I agree that offensive and defensive lines can make you go. But the Big Twelve sometimes is a different story with offensive and defensive linemen because there's so much spread offense. Yeah, it's, that it's more about you can athletes. you can hide. A bad offensive line, or you can you can yeah. minimize a good defensive line by getting the ball outside. 
So that's where sometimes it worries me a little bit. Granted, you know, if you can run the ball, you can dictate the yeah. But offense like even, a bit. even even the teams that quote unquote spread it out, Oklahoma, they run the ball a ton, and that that still drives their offense, and that's why they're successful. If we can do the same and run the ball, that's been our problem. I think the last couple years is David had to make something out of nothing. If we can consistently run the ball, whether it's a young guy like Brees Hall or one of our older dudes, I think that will really drive success for the rest of the the attack. And you know, Brock won't have to throw up a third down long pass to Hakeem Butler to make a catch out of nothing. Like if we can just have a consistent attack between both and have our defense play the way it has been playing, I I feel like it's realistic to have eight win expectations. And if it breaks right, like Riley and I pointed out, we could go ten and two. Or it could break the other way. And, could, go to yeah, and you're right. It could. If we have more turnovers than we're accustomed to. Because we had Dave Montgomery who never fumbled, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe the new running backs will fumble all the time. We don't or, know. You know, Brock Purdy had a few dumb mistakes last yeah. year. You know, we hope that was maybe, a freshman thing. But, but it could compound into a sophomore year. Yeah. You never know. I it's it's one of those things where you want Brock Purdy to progress every year, but I think a lot of times with college football now, players come in so well known of like spread offenses that they don't they don't progress as exponentially as they used to because they're so adapt to what they know in 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 high school yeah. that they're not growing exponentially yeah. they're just a steady incline where it used to be they made a huge jump a lot in their junior or senior year that's that's why I really liked having Tom Manning back and being a tight ends coach I think it's going to be stuff that the other teams haven't seen so I I like that to keep it fresh but. Uh, it's not to say you can't make mistakes, and uh, I just I, I think it'll be a little different this year. Hopefully, yeah. I, I just think that the culture is different now, and mm-hmm. we have to, as fans, and even some of the players have to get out of that mentality. That, like poor Iowa State, like we can't we can't be Big Twelve champs. Why can't we, Mike? Why can't we win ten ten games? Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think we're saying I'm not saying that. I think we're a year away yet. From okay. having all those pieces put together, you bring Brock Purdy back as a junior. That's fair. You know, and you look at some of those kids that are going to be moving up the depth chart. I mean, yeah, we we have a lot of young guys at some skilled positions. I think it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be interesting. the The thing that's interesting to me this year is <laughs> the last two years Iowa State's been seven and zero in October. That's true. That's been their month to kind of rally the troops and get things rolling the way they want them to roll. This year, you got TCU at home, at West Virginia, at Tech, Oklahoma State at home, and then we got two toughest games in November. Oklahoma and Texas right after that. And that's so, when we've had our fall off. You know how does that? How do they continue to build through those? That's a tough stretch right there. Do you think in the past it's been a, a depth concern? That you get through, you know, October, we win these games, but we just kind of run out of gas, and we don't have the backups to be able to help out. Like you might have an injury, like last year it was a Ezrique, he got hurt, and it really hurt our defense. Yeah, you know? either either physically or mentally. Yeah, right? or because, yeah, mentally. Yeah. Because you look at a Jake Knott or yeah. an AJ Klein, that they didn't have anybody behind him to yeah. come in and spell. So. When they're in the film room, when they're at practice, I think they feel the weight of that, and mentally it's just as tough as physically. And obviously, those guys had some, you know, Jake was dinged up all the time, all the time, yeah. right? So, depth and legitimate players at each position. This too deep for you guys were arguing about 2012. Go look at the 2012 2D. Oh, I know. Compared to this. I, I agree. I just want to get Ryle, or not Riley, I want to get Rob riled up on that factor. But I do agree that this is the best 2D we've ever had. We literally, we literally, every position has a backup that could probably not start in the Big 12, but can definitely get snaps in actual game situation. What do you think about replacing... David Montgomery, who was five of six on fourth down last year, 
two fumbles and 573 career carries. Well, one fumble is bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Hakeem Butler, who smashed pretty much every receiving record. I really wish he would have stayed. School. Because he would have crushed Lazard's record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, I think this is going to sound really weird, so don't get mad at me about this, but I think it's actually a good thing David's gone. Because I think the offense always relied on him when things were tough, and now we can kind of have other people step up. It's not just you have to look to David to get – Get make something out of nothing or whatever. I I think Montgomery and Butler were pretty <clears throat> security blanket, especially yeah. Butler. Uh, there's so many times where he just threw it down the field and Butler went up and made a catch. Hundred percent. So I think uh, we've recruited very well at the running back position. He's a big kid. Sounds like he's a powerful runner, and uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be a different kind of back than David. Um, and the line, uh, every year we say, hopefully it's going to get better. I think this is the year that we actually show improvement. Not saying great, but I think it's going to be a better line than in the past. All they, I mean, all they got to do is be average to above average, I feel yeah. like. They don't even have to be, like, the best offensive line in the Big 12. The difference between Just Mike's, get the push. The difference between Mike's 7-5 and five and your 10-2 and two is offensively. Yeah. Because last yeah. year... Number one scoring defense in the Big 12, 24.4 points a game. Number one rush defense at 134 a game. Number two nationally in red zone defense. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic. And return eight starters and a bunch of kids that played a bunch of times. So yeah, both that, corners played the time. That piece is, in, is intact. Yeah. But if you hold a big, you know, big 12 offenses to 24.4 points, but you're only six and three in the, in the Big 12 – I mean, and you, and you lose your only field stretcher in Hakeem Butler. Tariq Milton did it once in a while. Landon Akers extremely rarely. Sure. Um, Charlie Collar filled in in that a little bit. But who's going to be that guy that can, you know, I mean, we can't just chip away four or five yards at a crack. We've got to have somebody that can go down the field, loosen things up to get room for the running backs and tight ends underneath. That's going to be the key. Defensively, I think they're going to be pretty solid, but we can't score 30 points a game and win a lot of games in the Big 12. That's true. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right. You guys want to say anything else? What, what are you most excited about uh, the season starting on Saturday? I don't know. Um, Tailgating, we always win at tailgating. That's we'll true. be we'll be twelve and zero there. Um, no, that's about it. That's it. Just no. being outside, having a good time. Well, I mean, we also where we're gonna be tailgating at it this year. We'll see the buses roll in. Yeah. Get to see the band go by. Yeah, I did. I did kind of miss that last year. Yeah, be able to wait. You know, cheer yeah. on the team as they pull into the stadium. It's always fun. We don't have to worry about it being muddy as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing mud football. Mud football, yeah. What are you guys' uh, odds that college game day comes to Ames? Oh, I don't know. Like, there's basically two games that they could come to, which is the Iowa game, obviously, and then the Texas game later in the year. <clears throat> the Texas game has many factors that have to happen, I feel like, mm-hmm. for that to happen. You have to follow you and Riley's schedule. Yeah, basically we would yeah. have to be either one loss or undefeated. Texas is the same. And just those late games, I always pick SEC teams. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it'd be cool if they came because I, I think they would have it set up by the Campanile, which would be awesome. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Unless they want to be by tailgate. I don't know. Like, the I think they would go by the Campanile, don't you? That it's or, got the biggest amount of space and it shows off the campus. Because like when I went up for Wisconsin, Michigan, at Wisconsin's campus, they had it right in the middle of campus, facing one of their prettiest buildings. That that or they could use the Ryman, the yeah. Ryman thing they build on the south side of the stadium. Oh, yeah, they or, stay right there. Or possibly use the backdrop of the stadium from like the Sheeman area. 
up there and have the stadium in the background. Yeah. But I wouldn't doubt if it would go to campus. I would say 10% chance that it would come to Ames this year. So you think it's only 10%? Yeah, okay. I think it's pretty low. We, we have to be on the list of they probably oh, went to yeah. Pullman. But I think, like you said, I don't think I don't know if they're going to come for Iowa just because it's so early in the season and we're us and I were kind of don't know what will be. The only way we'd have to be is we'd be seven and one, whatever it would be against, against Texas. Texas, and that would take a lot. Because I'm not saying be a miracle, but it would take a lot of things yeah. to fall our way to guarantee that. If they come to Ames, who's the guest picker? I think they get a random person. See, the, that's why it was tough because I think if Fred was still in the NBA, they would have picked him. Hundred percent, right? Like if he was the Bulls coach, still. Yeah. But now they can't. Obviously, I don't think they would pick somebody like Seneca or Sage. I bet it's somebody if they come for the Iowa I was taking. Dan Gable. <laughs> if they come for the Iowa I was taking, represents bet, both schools. I bet it's just somebody <laughs> random no, from Iowa. Beetle has a headache right now. Somebody from Iowa. Just like the state of Iowa. Oh, like like Jason Momoa went to high school in Des Moines and like he's famous now because he's Aquaman. Like it'd Ashton be Kutcher. Like that. Or Ashton Kutcher. Oh. You don't think so? I mean he's a Hawkeye fan, but nah, I just don't want him. Yeah. I know. It'd be I'm just saying, like, how many college game day fans are gonna know who Seneca is? Or, or are they gonna bring back Troy Davis? And he's going to protest and pick Iowa because they gave up his number 28 on the roster. Well, he would be able to say four words. That would work out well. <laughs> I'll run the football. I wish I could find his Heisman Trophy presentation when they interviewed him. It was bad. <laughs> DVR it. Yeah. See if you can find it again. Well, they used to play it on the ESPN Classic, right, before the – and I'd yeah. watch it every year. So I was like, this is funny shit. <laughs> I mean, I who else Who I else do you think it would be? Kenny Pratt. <laughs> Junkyard dog. I don't know. There's, Probably Governor Kim Reynolds or something. Oh, my God. That'd be awful. If she'd be an Iowa State grad, that she'd probably pick the Cyclones. Probably would be her. Yeah. I just excited. They usually, I mean, look at a lot of those game day people. They pick somebody that is just randomly from the state. Like or, Luke, well, they don't even do that. Sometimes they pick like Luke Bryan that yeah, have no allegiance to either school. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Vodka Sam. <laughs> She's cleaned up her act. She, I think she found Jesus or something. After she blew up point four, whatever it was. That's pretty amazing. She was tiny. I don't know how she drank that much. She should be proud. Or maybe, maybe the woman that cheated on her husband up at uh, the Metro Dome. <laughs> the Hawkeye game. Uh, that was good stuff. Uh, Alright, guys. Anything else? Well, I always appreciate... Uh, Beetle and Riley coming in to talk to Cyclones. No love for this guy over here. <laughs> I see you all the time. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, good times, guys. Absolutely. Kit, do you have any uh, facts you want to drop on people? I did not this week. I forgot all about it. You were just, yeah. you, all you cared about was getting me mad. I did. I want to make your face turn red. Yeah. Well, you That's a fact for you. Rob's face turns red when he's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, as always, it was Good to have everybody listen in. Check us out next time. Hopefully, uh, we'll do some more college football stuff. But until next time, welcome to the dog pound. After the party, it's yeah. the Waffle House. Uh-huh. If you ever been here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh-huh. Where people don't dance, all they do is yeah. this. Uh-huh. And after the this original, you know what it is. Welcome to it, remix. It had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Oh, Where people don't visit, they move out here. And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox. You, but I miss the freak Nick Cause that's when my city used to be real sick People from other cities used to drive for miles Just to come and get a taste of this ATL I'm the MVP, most ballin' this player Make my own moves, call me the mayor Monday night, you know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the Velvet Room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night was plush, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth drunk, acting the fool Friday night at Kaya, they still got love And the shark bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday still off the heezy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, getting me some sleep, please I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla! Hey, yo, I'm from New York, man Representing NYC to the fullest